so these this couple created this LuLaRoe, like it's leggings, shirts, dresses, whatever. And it's it's an MLM. Um which is basic, the pyramid a, scheme, right? The multi-level well, marketing, yeah. is that what it to is? To be Myth. fair, I have learned cuz I always was like, oh, MLM equals pyramid scheme. Apparently that's not accurate. Oh. But this is MLM equals pyramid scheme. <laughs> Apparently one of the the funniest part about this whole thing as I'm getting to the end, um they had put all like almost all their whole family, like they have like seven or eight kids plus grandkids and all that kind of stuff. Um so they offered their kids to be involved too as like marketers and um like accounting and that kind of stuff. And they ended up firing one of the sons and basically told him, like, he's not, a, like, it, at some point in the documentation, it said he wasn't even allowed to talk to his own mother. Like, it was, they're, they're crazy. One of the girls that was, like, a, um, like, a seller of mm-hmm. LuLaRoe was on there talking and she's like, yeah, I basically turned in my resignation. Like I just could not deal with the ups and downs of like their policies. And and it was starting to get to the point where like a bunch of um, people were suing them. And she said, I turned in my resignation and she's like, and not even, it was like not even like a day later, the son texted her and basically was <laughs> was asking her to put in like $30,000 into this like weed business he was going to um <laughs> like invest in and she would get a return of like 60 to 90k she's like started laughing she's like obviously i didn't do that but it was like the just like oh. She's like, I couldn't even fathom that I just went through this whole situation with his parents and now he's going to come to me and basically ask me to invest $30,000. And it, it, like, switches to him sitting there and they're like, Sam. And he's like, you know, I had an opportunity to invest in a weed business and it turned out it was fake. (laughs) It just looks like... Of course you did. <laughs> like you fell for your parents' <laughs> business, so of course you'd fall for another one. <laughs> Welcome to Hysterical History, where we sit down, talk about our favorite stories, and of course, laugh. Your hosts are Whitley Trussler and Emily Gummery. All right, let's get this show started. I couldn't. I couldn't even handle it. I laughed. I had to pause the TV because I couldn't listen to anything else because I was laughing so hard. That's really great, though, because it makes this a lot easier. I was going to ask you for $30,000 to invest in... (laughs) What? The new microphone you need? Yeah, the new microphone. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I guess we should also, before we start, introduce uh, the fact that there's a third voice on here. And it's not a Victorian baby child. No, it is no. definitely not. Or a, a dog chewing a bone. Um, so my friend Brenna is here. Hi, this is Brenna. <laughs> Hope I don't sound like a Victorian child or anything. But Just a little. I mean, we can no, only have kidding. one. We can only have one, so hopefully not. Um, but we've we're gonna try our hand at having a guest today. So hopefully. Um, everybody enjoys this because we would like to branch into more options and inviting more people. So we're happy to have you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Honored to be the first guest. 
it's a big responsibility. So it is, yeah. <laughs> you you can back on. out now. Still, we haven't started the stories yet. Yeah, but don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody that we have laugh cards. Okay. I won't. I won't. Okay. Just let me know when to laugh. Just like give me a little nudge. Okay. That wasn't on. Like this wasn't on, right? No, I haven't started recording okay. yet. Okay. 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 <laughs> hey, do you have the laugh cards ready? Ha ha ha. You're so bad at your job. Yeah, Nuki. <laughs> well, do you want to start today? Oh my or... god, am I starting? I can start if you want. It doesn't matter. Mine's probably going to be quick. So I am doing a history of witches quick fire. So basically I'm just going to go through like three quick... Um, stories and folklore about witches, and we're just gonna like talk about them. Don't talk That's about it. me. What? Oh, <laughs> I didn't say bitches, Emily. I said witches. Um, <laughs> so the first thing I am gonna talk about with witches, well, I guess, what do you think about when you think about witches? Like, what pops in your mind, like from popular culture? Salem, Massachusetts. Okay, that's yeah, fair. That and yeah. um, my automatic go-to is the one from Snow White with the apple. Ooh. She's cute. Well, not the beginning. <laughs> oh, I was... Con- that was a joke and it was a bad one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I gave a real answer. Oh, you gave a real answer too. That was you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, <wait> a <laughs> and we now have no more guests. <laughs> Setting the bar high for all the future guests out there. Um, So the thing I think of is witches and broom riding. So that's the first thing I looked up. I was like, well, where where does that come from? Why do witches ride brooms? Um, That's a good question. Yeah. I actually weirdly learned about this, and I'll get to this in a second, about my botany class in college. You wouldn't think that would tie into witches, but it does just because of the old plants that they would use not old plants they still exist today what? but <laughs> i swear water now at this point like yes no i swear i have a biology degree it doesn't sound like it but i do um she's not lying <laughs> i'm not lying and i did take botany um marietta's gonna call you be like actually just don't ever give us money <laughs> we're revoking your degree <laughs> they'll do it at homecoming next weekend when i'm there yeah, it'll be a whole thing. Instead of crowning the homecoming king and queen, they just revoke your... That's the halftime show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first thing I found is similar. We talked last week about Samhain. Yes. So this goes back to that um, harvest party that they did, which was Samhain, where we, they would do... Uh, sorry, spoiler for you, Brenna, if you haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, Brenna's yeah. behind. She's our first guest and is behind on our freaking podcast. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> we need to vet our guests better. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has roots in a pagan fertility ritual. So essentially... <laughs> is he snoring? Nuki, stop. I can hear you. I'm doing better than him. Um. <laughs> he already woke up. I was gonna throw that at him. Um, I can, I can nothing. I can hear him in the microphone. I heard him go. <laughs> He's over 
here like I am trying to mind my own business. I'm not chewing on any bones. And they have the audacity to yell at me. Look at him. That's what he looks like. These peasants. Speaking mad. of peasants. Yeah. Um, the pagan fertility ritual. Um the farmers would leap and dance on poles and pitchforks and brooms in the light of the full moon. And this was to encourage crop growth. Um, so Sawin, as we discussed last week, was all about the harvest and um, celebrating a good harvest, um, which is was kind of the roots of what we see as Halloween today. Um, so that's where that's coming from. And this dance was called the broomstick dance. And it actually gets confused with accounts of witches flying through the night on their way to engage in illicit acts. We love illicit acts. Here. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we should have named our podcast: is illicit acts. <laughs> so I mentioned botan, botany earlier. Um, so this is what I learned in in college. Ooh. You know, getting my degree. This is very, you know, obviously a pivotal point in my biology degree. Um, they would use the broomstick to put special ointments brewed by the witches on the actual broomstick. It was said that this gave witches the ability to fly. So the reason they say this is because middle age witches would make their brews that they put on their broomstick from plants like nightshade, which is deadly. I want to add that. That is, we should not be touching or playing with nightshade. Uh, henbane, mandrake, and jimson weed, which produce hallucinogenic chemicals known as tropane alkaloids. So what I'm hearing is people were touching potions that don't belong to them and hallucinating that these women were flying no i'm sorry i didn't no the the witches were putting these concoctions made out of these plants on their broom and then so they would absorb the chemical from the plant in into the part that's yeah, that touching touches the broom. the broom oh that makes so much sense harry potter's really taking a different meaning for me right now in quick edge <laughs> so their vaginas Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done with both of you. I am just, I'm trying to understand how that correlates with people thinking they're flying. Like, if they're the ones taking, if if the witches are ingesting the hallucinogenic things, then why do other people think the witches are flying? Shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't the, so, uh, like the people who think they're flying be hallucinating? Well, if they did it at night, it might look like they were flying if they were going through like fields and stuff, right? But I feel like there's a big difference between running through a field, <laughs> having a hallucination, <laughs> like you're hallucinating in a field running around, and I think this person's flying on a broom. It's true. I'm still stuck on why it's on their vagina. Like, or why they want to put hallucinogens. I mean, maybe, maybe it's because it like gets into your like system faster? Yeah, it's uh, when I was looking it up, it was all about absorption. Um, through the skin. So they didn't eat it because it caused intestinal problems. So they just absorbed it. But I could see why people would, you know, see a witch who's on hallucinogenic drugs and be like, oh, there's something wrong there. That's like satanic. Yeah. yeah. That so makes sense to me. I get so what you're sense. saying. I get what you're Are saying. Are we getting there? About like why people think they're flying? Yeah. Okay. I'm getting oh, there. Oh, okay. She's yeah. really like getting into it over there. <laughs> But at least, like, if you just shut up. <laughs> so here's why. Because with all these witches in the Middle Ages, we have these witch trials. On one account, they this, this happened in 1324. So Lady Alice Keidler, who was an Irish widow, 
she was arrested for sorcery. Um, and I didn't dig too deep into this, so I don't know why people thought she was into sorcery. Um, but authorities found a pipe of ointment and a grease staff, which they believed that she rode. So just stories like that that come out of trial. And some of these witches are even admitting that they can fly on brooms because they're just so out of it. And also there's just like a mass, mass hysteria going on. Like none of these and people are witches. Anything. Yeah, so. Okay. But I'm we're going to get to that too. Why there is this mass hysteria, which is very interesting. It has to do with religion. It always does. Wasn't, I feel like this is AP English. What was the book? Was it the Scarlet? No. No, that's wrong topic. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there a book about? Yeah, because I ha- ha- talked to you about Tichuba. Um, Crucible. The Crucible. The Crucible. Oh. Yeah. I read that. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Everybody did. <laughs> but yeah, um, the folklore around brooms continues to evolve. And then in the 17th century, there are accounts of witches using broomsticks. They fly up and out of their chimneys. So that's how, kind of like Santa Claus, but <laughs> satanic. And <laughs> according to one custom, women would prop the broom up outside of a door to let others know that they are away from the home. So, you know, they were just out flying around being them witchy selves. Um, and popular culture just embraced the idea that witches left their house through chimneys. Um, and again, some accused witches even confessed to doing this. So, like, yeah, I definitely rode my broom up through my chimney. No, you wouldn't fit in that. Anyways, it's fine. fine. (laughs) I don't believe it. (laughs) It's the same magic Santa uses to get down the chimney. Yeah, I I don't don't get it. I'm a non-believer. So, the next thing I'm going to go through is were witches burned at the stake? So, you mentioned Salem. Mm -hmm. So, there's this misconception that all witches were burned at the stake. And I actually even thought this as well. I don't know if you... Did you think this? Not all of them, no. Okay, well, Debbie Downer, you ruined my story. Next one. <laughs> no, I'm just... <laughs> no, because I... Because if you think about it, like, they... Well, I don't know how much other people know, but they did so many, like, witch tests on people. Um, and they died from that because if they're they were like we're gonna drown them if they if they live they're a witch a lot of people drowned because there's not freaking witches so no not a lot of of the people that died were all dying at at the hands of fire i feel like like thinking american horror story and coven they do have the one witch like be burned alive so i feel like that is kind of something that people go to is that all witches were burned at the stake oh yeah i'm not saying that people don't think that i'm just saying you're just too smart for me I mean, yeah, I'm just saying I'm smarter than you. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, I was just going to talk about witch burning. (laughs) Please continue. Yes, I I totally thought all witches were burned at the stake. Please tell us. Okay, great. Wonderful. (laughs) Um, So actually, I was going to talk about Salem just a little bit because um, there is, if you're not super smart like Emily, you might think that all the witches at Salem (laughs) got burned at the stake, but actually none of them got burned at the stake. They actually went to what is called Gallows Hill and they all died by hanging, except for a few that like died in prison while they were waiting for their trial. And then there was a particular man who they just crushed under tons and tons of weight until he died. It is true that witches were burned at the stake in Europe at the height of witch hysteria, which actually is interesting. Salem came at the end 
of the witch hysteria. Like, it had already died out in Europe, and then Salem mm-hmm. happened here in the U.S. Um, we're always late. Yeah, we're not very innovative. <laughs> so, <laughs> the origin of the myth of burning is most likely inspired by European witch trials, where execution by fire was actually very common practice. Um, and even if they weren't tied to a stake and burned, they were burned at least after they were hanged um, or executed by whatever means, just because they believed that uh, in their connection to Satan and they thought that they needed to burn the bodies to make sure they rid themselves of the sorcery and black magic. So it actually was very common in Europe for people to get burned. Which is interesting because, like, the devil comes from hell, which is a fire area that people, well, that people think that it's a fire area. You'd think if you want to get rid of it, you'd, like, freeze them. Right? I mean, I think that's logical, but at the same time, this is medieval times, and that's I don't true. think anything's... Where are you going to put all those frozen witches? <laughs> the polar ice caps, obviously. They need all the help they can get. <laughs> My God. <laughs> What if, like, one of them just thaws and there's, like, 30 witches in it and they're just, like, floating around? But then all the evil's back out in the world, like, all the witchery, and then we're going to have, like, Sela, well, European, like, witch hysteria round two. Oh, my God. Is this how Donald Trump got elected? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop it out right now. Let's get that out. We want people to listen. An ice cap melt and 30 witches just flew into the U.S. and, and watched the this, election. I don't, even think they, I don't even think they would accept Donald Trump as a witch. Like, the witches would be like, mm, no. Look at that hair. <laughs> he would look terrible on a broom. <laughs> Could you imagine flying through the air and just seeing <laughs> Whitley? All right, all that has to be cut out, for real. But he'll get his self-tanner on the broom, so we can't... He couldn't do it. He'd fall right off. Yeah. <laughs> that's accurate. We really need to cut that out? Yes. <laughs> what? I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I think it is, too, but I don't know who our, who our audience is currently, and we need all the help we can get. <laughs> Fine. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we don't have too much of, like... A following that also believes in Donald Trump because we started off with a gay story as our I first agree. episode. I was going to say, one of our co-hosts is gay and then there's me. But. So. <laughs> <laughs> that has to stay in. Nihilus, I have something to tell you. <laughs> That's hysterical. Hysterical history. <laughs> oh, God. This is the best decision we ever had. <laughs> but the final thing I'm going to talk about is the role that churches had to play in witch hysteria. They always do. They'll, I feel like we have a church in, like, every other episode. And it's usually Catholic. Which, again, Catholics are coming to play here. So, Mean, I'm shocker. so sorry in advance. <laughs> I didn't know before I got here. <laughs> Poor Nina. <laughs> she still listens, though. Number one fan. Because she loves me, but this is not how we're going to get her as a guest if we keep having these Catholic episodes that she This hates. isn't bad, though. The Protestants are actually, like, they're involved, too. Okay. So it's the Protestants and the Catholics. It's kind of Christianity as a whole here. Okay. The Catholics um, are kind of like the 
They start a lot of stuff. I mean. They would be Slytherin if they were. Harry. Wait, are do, you Slytherin? Yes. Do not hate on Slytherin. I'm Slytherin too, so. Oh, that's the green glasses. And you're what? Hufflepuff. I am a Hufflepuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen, for many years, I try, I took that test over and over and over again because I was like, I can't be a Slytherin. I need to be like a Gryffindor. I've accepted it. I'm a Slytherin. And it all makes sense now. They have good qualities. It's just yeah. that it's always no. the bad people that get highlighted because yeah. that's the point. Yeah. Of, no, like, house is, the no house is bad. Especially the Hufflepuffs. Well, they're so perfect, I feel like, and sweet. Like the don't, Hufflepuffs. Don't. Her, head, head, needs, this her head needs to showing. fit out the door when we leave. <laughs> we have plenty of room. <laughs> it's already big. I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm done with you. I'm slithering out of here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I invited you. Uh, first of all, I made this podcast. <laughs> and you're going to be. It's all shut up now. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. Um, so before the Salem witch trials, there was what was called the Great Hunt. So this was the larger, more prolonged witch hysteria between 1560 and 1630. In the UK? Yeah, in Europe. Not just the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah. You you said Europe, sorry. So was it concentrated in any places in Europe, or was it just Europe in general? Yeah, so... I'm gonna get to that, actually. It's very interesting. I can't wait. Depending on religion... Depends on how many people were killed, typically, in these witch trials. Mm. Interesting. So, between this time period, overall in Europe, there were around 80,000 accusations and then 40,000 deaths. So, like, 50% of those accused were put to death. Okay. Um, So, the initial theory, which makes sense, thinking about paganism and how connected they were to harvest and earth and moon and all of that stuff kind of like gen zers today and astrology yeah and like spoiler alert pagan does not equal bad no matter what your priest or like no whatever told you it's pagan just, does not mean bad yeah it's just somebody who's <laughs> not in one of the like major world religions please do your own research thanks <laughs> <laughs> but yeah the initial theory was that Bad weather, low income, weak government contributed to the witch trial period in Europe, which makes sense that, mm-hmm. I mean, they don't know what's happening. Right. Um, but the new theory is that the trials were a way for Catholic and Protestant churches to compete for followers. Oh my so God. another marketing scheme. <laughs> Social media and the These MLMs. Yeah. Always going to get you. <laughs> Um, so there's this argument that the two churches were advertising their finesse at persecuting witches. So that was like, we're going to protect you the most from Satan because we're better at catching witches. Oh, my lanta. Yeah. So it becomes this like war where they're like, I can kill witches better than the Catholics. And they're like, no, I can kill the witches better than the Protestants. So it's just like this competition on who can take out more witches. And it this adds fuel like to the fire. my dick's bigger than your dick before. It is. That's exactly what it is. Oh, my land. Except they're burning people. <laughs> <laughs> well, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Could be the same. <laughs> well, actually, when I was reading it about it, it's like, it's, it's like contemporary Republicans and Democrats. It's like, okay, I see where you're going with that. 
Mm. It might be a stretch. So, inter- uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. I. What? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I probably Do I need am. to call 911? <laughs> I think I have strokes pretty frequently. Um, <laughs> so, during the time that the witch trials really start to take off is when Reformation happens which is where we see Protestant really start to make inroads in several areas in Europe. So that's why this competition is kind of starting. Um, And they're trying to give Christians a choice about which church they wanted to belong to. So this for so long, it was just like Catholic or nothing. Yeah. And it's actually interesting because between 900 and 1400, the church didn't even acknowledge the existence of witches and they didn't try people for witchcraft at all. Until the Reformation. So really it's a Protestant's fault. You would say that Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. But in 1258, Pope Alexander IV, he actually prohibited the prosecution of witchcraft altogether. So it wasn't even, you weren't even allowed. Was he a secret witch? Probably. You wouldn't say that Protestant. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, only a few centuries later, the church reversed their decision. And that's, again, they really thought this was connected to the Protestant Reformation just because the timelines um, line up like that. So, this, the Reformation splits the church into the two factions. So, you still have the Catholics, and now you've got these new Protestant people who are, like, out here trying to to gain all their followers, which, who they're going to take them from, the Catholics. So... Of course, this is frustrating for the Catholics. And I guess I'm going to prove Emily right here. So, and this this goes back to your question earlier, Brenna, about Mm -hmm. where was it most prominent in Europe and, like, where was it concentrated? So, where Protestantism spread more, that's where the witch trials were really rampant. Uh Aha! In Catholic regions, it was way less common. So, <laughs> interesting. So, Germany, which is where the Protestants really kind of started out of, accounted for 40% alone of witch trials. Maybe this is where Germany's problem started. <laughs> I mean, Germany, yeah, sounds highly problematic from the beginning. But Poor I Germany. Mean, they've, I, I they've come a long way. There. My major was German. So, I heard you botch a lot of the German words and murder most Catholic. <laughs> but that's fine. Ooh. I accept it. <laughs> I'm never against you again. <laughs> I'm American. Of course I'm going to botch them. <laughs> but no, I, whenever I was, when I studied in Germany, there was like an entire class we took about like witches and stuff like that and how like they really just don't talk about it a lot now. Hmm. It's very interesting. Well, why am I telling this story? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You go for it. <laughs> no. She's going to like drag me in a second about something I say. Um, That's okay. She'll tell me about it later. She's like, Whitley actually said this. <laughs> just kidding. That's I'm fine. probably to her face. You would. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Slytherin. <laughs> so, oh, she. <laughs> that's what I'm about. That's what I'm saying. Oh. She's a Hufflepuff, though, so I'll do it nicer. Well, oh, yeah, that's really sweet. I'll cry. Oh, no, true. no crying. We won't cry. No, she really would, though, if somebody said something mean. You you Wait, didn't hear it. You're you haven't listened to this. Host. You have not listened to the episode yet, but she got bullied by 11-year-olds. I did. 
It was last week's episode. I talked about 11-year-olds who bullied us on the street because we're too nice. But we don't have to talk about how weak <laughs> I am. Don't. Me. <laughs> you know an 11-year-olds bully you? Show me what house they're in. They probably I, don't even live I yet. don't know. <laughs> I don't know which house the next, they're in. The next section probably. over. The Germans. Um, Starting shit. So, yeah, 40% of persecutions of witches and Protestantism was also spreading in Switzerland, France, England, and the Netherlands. And these countries all accounted for 35% of the witch trials. So 75% of the witch trials at this point that we've talked about have happened where Protestant was rapidly spreading. And interestingly enough, only 6% of persecutions took place in Spain, Italy, Portugal, and Ireland. And why is that? Because most of the Catholics. Yeah. Catholicism. Because there wasn't any rampant spread of Protestants Mm -hmm. coming into these regions. So, because they're just so Mm. strongly Catholic. They were handing out the brooms. They probably were. Yeah. I mean, Ireland is where a lot of our modern day Halloween celebrations come from, which is very interesting. That is so interesting. So, Mm -hmm. it it relates to the pagans. Um, But apparently the pagans weren't like burning people trying to get followers. So, that's good. (laughs) I mean, I've, I've heard that that's not a good, a good marketing strategy, but... They tried. The Protestants didn't get it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take Professor Harding's marketing class. So they didn't know. I'm doing her focus group on Monday. I also am doing a different focus group on Monday. Oh, fun. <laughs> it's not mine, because I know you're not planning a wedding unless you haven't told me something. No. <laughs> um, but this is my last point, and then we'll turn it over to Emily. So, witch hunts started to decline in the 17th century, and this was thanks to... The Peace of Westphalia. The what? Did I pronounce that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so, really like Westphalia, but that's okay. Wait, oh. say it again. <laughs> Westphalia. So all W's are V's in German. Oh, Duh. That makes sense. Oh, hey. Hey, hey, hey. You only said Bavaria right, so you're... <laughs> <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, whatever it is correctly in German, uh, it was a 1648 treaty that ended two religious wars, including the Thirty Years' War, and it established a new balance of power in Europe. So it gave Protestants and Catholics their own religious monopoly in certain regions, so they weren't competing anymore. And at this moment is when we start to see the decline of witch trials, which is why the 1692 in Salem is kind of at the end because Mm. this treaty happened in 1648. So it was declining in Europe. But for some reason over here in the U.S., we were like, you know, old habits die hard. Let's burn. Not burn. I'm sorry. Hang some witches. Um, Okay. So we're going to talk about spiritualism. Have you guys ever heard of spiritualism? Um... I'm not very spiritual. I don't think I have a spirit. So, <laughs> no. Okay. So much. the answer is no. So basically, <laughs> spiritualism really um, is a religion. What? <laughs> Fire me now! Don't put me on payroll. <laughs> Did you? Oh you my god! Already? I got it. Okay. okay. So sorry, um, but no, I don't know what spiritualism is. Okay, so it's a religious movement based on the belief that the spirits of the dead exist. 
and have both the ability and the inclination to communicate with the living. Okay. So ghosts? Yes. Ghosts. Is this like the birth of the Ouija board? No. Okay. But that would be a good one. That's what I'm going to do next week. (laughs) Or the Luigi board. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So. I'm so annoying. I'm sorry. Spiritualism first appeared. I'm like if you did a podcast with your dad. This is like what it was. (laughs) Go ahead. Yes, it is. living for this this is great i hate it here (laughs) so spiritualism first appeared in the 1840s in the quote burned over district um in new york state which is the western and central regions um this is where earlier movements such as millerism and mormonism had emerged during the second great awakening um i strongly want to preface because it was strongly prefaced in the things I read. These movements did not associate themselves with spiritualism, just so everybody knows. (laughs) Okay. This region of New York State was an environment where people thought that direct communication with God and the angels was possible and that God would not behave so harshly because they lived there. But what exactly does that mean? Because, I mean, you really could just go anywhere and claim that God's not going to punish you. So uh, they thought that he wouldn't banish unbaptized infants to an eternity in hell. He would? He would not. Oh, would not. Okay. Because, I was like, whoa. Because these people lived in this area. Oh, I see. And they had, quote, a great communication with God. They were like, oh, well, he won't banish unbaptized infants to an eternity in hell. I mean, okay. And I'm just like, okay. I think that seems reasonable no matter where you live. I mean, I Because they're infants. <laughs> <laughs> and they've literally done nothing but be born without yeah. their permission. Yeah, that wasn't even their so. decision, so. <laughs> so, um, Emanuel Swedenborg, who... Um, was born in 1688, and Franz Mesmer, who was born in 1734, worked together um, on writings that would provide examples for those seeking information about the afterlife. Sounds like another scheme. Well, depends. Do you you get leggings with this? No. No leggings. (laughs) (laughs) No leggings. So Swedenborg claimed to communicate with spirits while he was awake and was able to describe the uh, structure of the spirit world two features in particular um, from their teachings and just like other things that people believed um, that seemed to resonate with early spiritualists were one there is not a single hell or a single heaven but rather a series of higher and lower heavens and hells and two Spirits are intermediates between God and humans, which mean that the ghosts are go-betweens. So the different levels kind of reminds me of, um, like, Viking religion, mm-hmm. where, like, Earth is one of, like, I'm probably saying this wrong, but, like, seven mm-hmm. or something. Um, I just feel like religions and, like, not that spiritual, I don't know if spiritualism is, like, a religion, but... I feel like they all kind of grab bits and pieces of ancient religion and kind of yes. construct this new version. Anyways, that's that's me sharing my opinion. You're fine. 
<laughs> so one, yes, it was a religious movement. Okay. Just so you know. Perfect. Two, I just feel personally that all, and don't come at me, but I feel in a certain aspect, all religions are literally the same thing. They have just picked bits and pieces that they think sound good. I thought oh, I was yeah. going to have to like, fight with you because I was about to really hardcore disagree. I thought you were going to be like, I believe that each religion is its own special thing that happens special. Have you met me? I have. I don't know why I thought you were going to say Anyway, okay. So most of uh, Swedenborg's works warned people to not go seeking out contact with the spirits. As people tend to do, they did the exact opposite of what he says. So... <laughs> So they actually went out and uh, used his writing as inspiration to seek out ah, the, the, yes. the spirits. Yes. So in 1741, Swedenborg uh, claimed to have started to receive many visions from God directly. Uh, visions from God calling him to reform Christianity and make a new church. The new Reformation. You can <laughs> I was making reference to what I just talked about with the Reformation, like causing like, witches. To, there's no connection. There's no laugh cards for that one, so Nick's I didn't slacking. know. Okay, no, it, it wasn't um, a joke. It was supposed to be a joke. Now, <laughs> now I talked about how he and Franz Mesmer um, became partners in the spiritualism. So. And da, 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 da. Mesmer did not bring any religious beliefs to their partnership, but he brought hypnotism. <laughs> this is how we started our podcast, Exact Origin Story. I hypnotized you? <laughs> just kidding. I'm just... I was kidding. <laughs> I was saying like, oh, I brought one thing, you brought the other. Well, that's how partnerships work. <laughs> <laughs> you're right i think brenda's gonna have like a heart attack <laughs> brenda's gonna snort herself into an early grave okay so you guys use spiritualism to get me back as a guest well neither of us know hypnotism so <laughs> okay <laughs> so all right because uh, he used hypnotism more in his, like, portion of the spiritualism, uh, people started to call it mesmerism, like a subsection. And basically what mesmerism was, um, it required a lot of showmanship during lectures' presentations uh, because, you know, like, everybody had to capitalize on this now. So... When the two ideals joined together, so the hypnotism and the background in just believing that there's an in-between of uh, spirits between you and God, uh, the lectures wanted to entertain audiences alongside demonstrating personal contact with God. I just want to say that mesmerism, right when you said the word, I was like, this sounds like if gay people got a hold of hypnotism. What? What were you talking about? Mesmerism. Mesmerism. Yes. We can move on. It's fine. It's not important. <laughs> Nothing I say is important in this episode, apparently. It does, but I'm My jokes to... aren't on fleek today. <laughs> <laughs> this 
how we're going to get the youths to listen to this. The youths. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you mean the Gen Zers? Yeah, the Gen Zs. The Gen Z on the Gen Zs is what we need. That's why we <laughs> that's why we joined TikTok. Oh god, TikTok is so confusing to me. I join they it just yells at me when I open the app. <laughs> it just starts playing. I find that very offensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to this. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm okay. so sorry. I have a question though. Yeah. Did, and you might have mentioned this, but I was tr- trying to post the TikTok. Um, <laughs> where was spiritualism happening? Like, was it happening in the U.S. or in Europe or all oh, over? Oh, uh, that's because I didn't. Oh, I did say that. Um, it started and first appeared in New York State. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. In the region where they all thought that they were especially close to God. Yeah. Yeah. Is that like West Virginia's job, like being close to God? Not not in um, 1840. Oh, okay. Yeah, in 1840, it was New York State's job. <laughs> and we definitely had all 13 colonies by 1840. Yeah, that's what we heard before. Okay. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to make sure everything I say is incorrect, so. <laughs> okay. So spirit, uh, spiritualists often set March 31st, 1848 as the beginning of their movement. And that's because Kate and Margaret Fox, have you guys ever heard of the Fox sisters? I have not. Okay. But it seems Brenna has. So yeah. Kate and Margaret Fox of Hydesville, New York, reported that they had made contact with a spirit. Um, basically this just was the, um, they heard like knocking. What, what ended up happening is they would use knocks to have the spirit spell things. So however many knocks equaled however many letters when they would say, knock out your name. Or if they were like, knock out your age, they would knock out the age or whatever. Like Morse code kind of? A little bit, kind of. Yeah. Interesting. Um, except if you needed Z, you had to knock 26 times. Um, oh, it was like one is A, two is B. Correct. That seems very inefficient. So where's the yeah. Ouija, like, Ouija boards? We don't talk about Ouija boards in this episode. I feel like this would be so fitting for them. But for that's the not sisters. what this is. Yeah, this seems like origin of Ouija board right yeah. here. Well, it's not. <laughs> so, <sighs> I hate both of you. Okay, <laughs> so um, later it was claimed that the spirit was a peddler who was murdered and the spirit told the girls that his body could be found in their cellar. Like, whoever lived in their house, I don't know, before them yeah, or yeah. a couple times before them or whatever, he was murdered, buried in their cellar. They dug up a body. Like, the girls reported this. People came, dug up their cellar, and they did find a body. I want to preface because I put it in all caps. They are not the murderers. Uh, okay, that's exactly. I was thinking. I was like, this sounds like a really elaborate, like, <laughs> no, they're not the murderers. Explanation for a murder. But no one could ever find record of a person being missing or having ever or have like this person ever existing at all. Oh God, that would totally happen to me. <laughs> So, well, now you're recorded, so people do know that you exist. Perfect. 
So, um, like I said, the spirit communicated through, well, they called it rapping noises, but essentially knocks. Because practically minded Americans could hear the, the noises with their own ears, that, that was proof. <laughs> like, that was proof. That was proof enough for them. Because they could hear it? Because they, as practically minded Americans, could so hear it. So not crazy. Correct. Okay. Yes. That was enough proof. Um, so the girls were an immediate all-cap <laughs> so sensation. Oh, yeah. We're, we're a mess. Always. Starting out early. Um, <laughs> so the girls were an immediate all-cap sensation. Uh, the Fox sisters, as they went on to be known, were the first celebrity mediums and did seances in New York. Oh, my God. It's like Long Island Medium, the original. Yes. Oh, my God. That's where I, I knew they did the seances, and I, I also Googled it. There's a book specifically about them, and at some point, I think my mom read it, and that's, I, it all kind of clicked for me. Sorry. I don't know anything. <laughs> I love how story. we all have these just, like, random bits of information, but when we say it, we're like, okay, anyway, you can move on. <laughs> <laughs> You can cut like that. It's, it's obviously, like, important enough to us that we're like, oh, I should mention this. Yeah. Um, but not enough your for Your story us. is important, Brenna. Thank you so much. Your life yeah, and your like story mean something. Thank you. I well, appreciate it. This is now a motivational podcast. <laughs> yes. 40 years later, 1888, the, the Fox sisters claimed their rapping was a hoax. But... They then recanted the claim. Amy and Isaac Post, uh, who are Hicksite Quakers in New York, were acquaintances of the girls and took them in um, because they were like traveling and everything. And then, you know, their house became a murder scene. Um, so <laughs> being fast believers, they quickly introduced them to their circle of Quaker friends which I thought was an interesting tidbit because many early spiritualists were actually radical Quakers. Wow. Oh, interesting. And others, like radical Quakers and others, who were involved in the reforming movement at the time. These individuals didn't like typical churches at the time because they weren't doing it. Well, they felt like the churches weren't doing enough to fight slavery or to progress women's rights. So I was like, Wow. Well, the first female mayor in the United States, a Mrs. Susanna Salter, was a Quaker. Really? Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. So I'm sure she in probably Kansas. would have loved the Fox sisters. Um, so the next, like, in, um, popular, important portion of the spiritualism movement is our friend Cora L. Scott, or later known as Cora Hatch, who is the most popular trance lecturer during the Civil War. So due to her age and her beauty, her onstage presence was able to grip and fascinate men. Because of this and the contrast of her ability to speak knowledgeably about spirits. So because she's pretty and smart, uh, the crowds were easily persuaded that the spirits were speaking through her. Wow. We literally ask for the bare minimum. <laughs> like, <laughs> like people do the bare minimum. We're like, oh, that person is trustworthy. <laughs> Wait, so she actually would go up on stage and she would say ghosts were speaking through her? Yeah, like she would, what would happen is she'd go through, a, like she would be in a trance. And and that would be when the, like, spirits would speak to her and speak through her. 
And because she was pretty and young and she was smart, mm-hmm. people were like, this is real. She's the total package. This is it. She's the one. Sign her up. Send her to Hollywood. Just kidding. I'm Hollywood jealous. didn't exist. Um, okay, so... Um, me too. Obviously, I'm not pretty or beautiful or young. You're so pretty. According to Gen Z, I'm old. So, (laughs) all right. Um, so another prominent, and I threw him in because this was fascinating to me. Another prominent spiritualist and trans medium prior to this, prior to the Civil War was Pascal Beverly Randolph. Pascal? Pascal. He was a man of mixed race who also played a part in the abolitionist movement. Hmm. It seems, though, that many abolitionists and reformers held themselves separate from the spiritualist movement. Um, so just, like, he he was trying to do both, um, but a lot of people who wanted to reform and, um, like, fix a lot of the... In, inequalities and stuff going on in the world i think most of them were like this is not going to last and like kind of were like making a mockery of like people were making a mockery of themselves is how they felt so i think they were like we just want to stay as far away from this as possible for us to be able to seem like we are legitimate so like distancing themselves from the spiritualism correct okay yes but like pascal quite a few people who saw themselves and um, participated in the abolitionist movement and the reform um, movement did also participate in spiritualism. But it doesn't mean that everybody did. It's just what I want to preface. Got it, yeah. Makes sense. Um, And a major skeptic, Frederick Douglass. Really? Yes, major skeptic of spiritualism. Um... Was what religion was he part of, or was well? He... he was an abolitionist. Okay, so he wasn't like okay. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if Frederick Douglass. I I don't know what his religious beliefs were, but I know that he was a, a heavy abolitionist, um, and was a major skeptic of the mm-hmm. spiritualism. So hmm. I was like, that's interesting. So, um, due to the great welcoming that the Fox sisters had. Um, it was able to show a lot of other people who claimed they were spiritualists and, and they had a lot of gifts that God gave them, how they could make that profitable and, and make some money. So many individuals started to come out and host shows and seances demonstrating their abilities. There was such an influx of mediums or quote mediums fighting each other for paying crowds that claims of abilities started to get bolder and bolder. So because people were like, I can do this and, oh, you can do that. I'm going to do this. Or like you, you hear rappings. Well, the, the spirits speak through me. Spirits speak through you. Well, guess what? They write through me. It was nonsense. This is so, just how witchcraft started. I believe that. <laughs> 100%. This is how everything starts, really. (laughs) Like, I'm going to one-up you. Yes. Everybody's just a terrible one-upper. So because of all this, obviously, people were like, well, we don't want, you know, poor, single-minded Americans getting scammed because we'll obviously believe anything. 
there was, um, they started to create investigating commissions. Um, so these were groups of people that were established to ensure that the claims were legitimate and that people were not being taken advantage of. A good example of that would be like if, let's say, you are like Brenna are holding a seance. Yeah. And your seance consists of my Ouija the, board. The table levitating <laughs> mm-hmm. and people getting touched. Well, these people would come in and they would pat everybody down to make sure that there's nothing on anyone's person. Uh, they would check the room to ensure mm-hmm. there's not like a secret entrance or whatever. They would uh, check the table and also um, check anything on top of the table to ensure that it's not easily manipulated. So that's what these people um, in these commissions were doing. In 1887, the Sabert Commission put out a report stating, quote, fraud was widespread and some of these cases were prosecuted in court, end quote. So they actually took a lot of these people to jail. Well, to court and then probably to jail. Do you know how much it was for a seance then? Like if I wanted you to come to my house and do a seance, how much would I have to pay for that? That I don't know. I'm going to Google it real quick. Yeah, go ahead and Google that. I'll keep talking and then you can just interrupt at any time. So these instances of fraud, (laughs) even though it's been proven, a lot of these people are fraudulent. uh, They're scamming you out of money. This didn't damper the hold on spiritualism or the hold that spiritualism had over the country, though. And so many people were still eager to participate, which blows my mind because, like, now if somebody scams you out of a penny, it's a whole big deal. But, like, these people were getting scammed and I'm sure, like, their um, emotional, the emotional scamming that was going on, too. And they just still continued to believe. And, like, I just... sort of touched on many of the people who were the deepest believers were people that lost loved ones. So during this time, because it was around the civil war, um, people were desperate to be reunited with brothers, sons, husbands. Um, So a lot of individuals were really wanting to believe in spiritualism because they thought they could be reunited. Mary Todd Lincoln was actually one of them. Mary Todd Lincoln? Mary Todd Lincoln. Was this after the assassination? This was before Abe. Oh. So Mary Todd Lincoln held seances in the White House. Oh. Because her... gay. Wow. I thought you said he's gay, and I was like, no. But you said risque. I mean, that's something that comes out of my mouth fairly frequently, but no, I said risque. They were trying to reach their son. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. And... Abe actually attended some of these. So wait, just to talk real quick. So I tried Googling what the cost of it was. And the first thing that came up were the Fox sisters and then spiritualism. And there's actually, that's a picture of the sun with like the ghostly, like around it. Because I just pulled this up. No, that's Abe. And that's a make-believe one. We'll talk. I want (gasps) to do, yeah. Is that another side side story? Well, no, it's, it could be a side story right now. So <clears throat> if anyone is to go and Google oh. anything like Brenna did, we can, I'm going to put a, I can put a picture yeah. up when we like post this episode. Um, but there's a, a, I would say it's pretty famous because a lot of people talk about this picture, but um, there's a photograph of Mary Todd Lincoln sitting after Abe was assassinated and 
obviously she did seances for her son, so she's gonna do seances for Abe as well. And this photographer, I forget the name, I'd have to look it up, but this photographer claimed that he could take pictures of living people and sometimes their loved ones would appear in the photo. And so obviously, you know, Mary was like, sign me up. <laughs> and that picture came about and she's sitting in a chair and you can see a somewhat hazy, like ghostly looking version of Abe with his hands on her shoulders. His name was uh, William Mumler and they were called Spiritual Telegraphs. Yes. Thank Ooh. you. Thank you. Well, he's a scam artist because... I got chills though. Yeah. Well, it, because <laughs> so if you weird. don't know this information, you're like, oh. and I'm sure in the 1800s, like, this is legit, but it's not. Uh, what would happen is he, and I'm not a photography expert, so if I use the wrong, like, wording, I'm so sorry, but it has something to do with the way you expose the film. And he would take a photo of, like, Abe Lincoln, for instance, around the same time that, he, like, of the age he was when he was killed. And, like, basically transpose it during the processing of the photo film onto the photo he took of Mary. And it would be just hazy enough to make it look like he showed up as a ghost. Oh, it's, like, early... Yes. Photoshop. Yes. Wow. Like these, and this goes great. I'm glad you brought that up in this story because this just shows you like the links people will go to, to like try to prove spiritualism. One is real. Two, they have a gift and three to profit off of it. Like people will literally just go to whatever links they have to. But at this point in time of the story, they're only, they're just trying to like get to their son. So actually during the process of looking into spiritualism, scientists were actually being converted instead of find, like trying to prove them wrong. They yeah. were like, oh, we actually believe. Oh, interesting. Most notably, Arthur Conan Doyle, who wrote oh. Sherlock Holmes. Super involved in spiritualism. I was going to say, there was like something on that article you just had pulled up <laughs> yeah. about him. Yeah. So Doyle lost his son during World War One, and was a member of the Ghost Club. So, the Ghost Club was founded in London in 1862, and um, the scientific, it's basically the scientific study of alleged paranormal activities in order to prove or refute the ex existence of paranormal phenomena. Other um, high-class, like, big-name members would be Charles Dickens. Oh, wow. And okay. Harry Price, which... This is not an ad, but uh, the podcast and that's why we drink does a very good. I think it's like two or three episode cover of Harry Price. If you want to know more about Harry Price, I would listen to that. I'd love to do a, a story on Harry Price, like as an aside of this, because it's also something I can't cover in this story. But I don't know if I do a good enough job as M does on there. So um, I would definitely listen to them tell that story. Um but also during this time, even Thomas Edison was getting involved in spiritualism and he tried to invent a spirit phone. No way. That you could like talk to the, the other side. 